Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join me or my co-host, Joseph. Yellow. And Jehu. Wow. You really pulled off that one. Uh, we're going to do a February news roundup since it's, it is March now. It's pretty much been March for a whole year, but it's, we're, it's, it's March 21. I think this is in mostly chronological order of how things were released, but I'm probably wrong. The first thing, Marvel's Blade movie hired uh, Stacy. Oh, I'm going to mess this up. Asai Kofur. I don't know. Wow. She wrote Watchmen. Cool. Which wait, is a good wait, show. Which oh, right say the show. Good. Okay. Yeah. To be the writer for the film. And they're hoping to start shooting this this year. You know, I didn't I actually hadn't heard any of that. And that's all great news. Watchmen was maybe the best thing to happen in years. And uh, starting this year is good because honestly, I thought this one was like years away. Agreed. No director announced, but uh, strong. Everything we've gotten so far about this movie is strong. So I'm hopeful. I will say I did hear, and I don't know if this is confirmed or rumored that that they're going for a PG thirteen. Yes, on, I don't uh, on the think Blade movie. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if that means anything. I know that you know it can be done R, but also I feel like it probably could also be done not R. I feel like Blade One was R, but in in no way needed to be. Like there was nothing yeah. about that I enjoyed it more than it was R, and maybe Blade Two might be different but i think they can do this movie in pg-13 and be no problem well you see that's I, that's the irony of pg-30 i think like blade 2 like psychologically impact wise should be for people 17 and older because there's some like just just fucked up visuals in that movie i think that are not meant for children that said <laughs> if they didn't have the curse words in it it'd probably be pg-13 because we don't give a shit about that kind of stuff as far as the rating system goes that's true. Next thing. Oh, wait, hang on. One more thing about before we get on from Blade, we're going to be on this forever. Uh, did you guys also hear that that Wesley Snipes is making like an alternate Blade movie that's going to be yes. R-rated? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I literally was going was sitting here trying to think of what joke can I make about Wesley Snipes still trying to do Blade on his own? And instead, it's really happening. It's really happening. Awesome. That's great. Good. He for called him. it. Like, he called it like his anti-blade movie, but it was still like blade. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. I hope he makes it. You know, honestly, I want to see it. There's a lot of crazy in Hollywood, but I'll give it to him. He is always interesting. Crazy. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, some big news from early in the month. We got the cast. Well, the two main leads for the Last of Us TV show. Yep. On HBO, Bella Ramsey, who famously played Lyanna Mormont in Game of Thrones, basically the only reason to watch the show season six and onward. Uh, and Pedro Pascal, the main reason to watch season four of Game of Thrones, cast as Ellie and Joel in Last of Us. I mean, look, this is your fault. If if I had if we had not talked about this in any way, I would have been really excited about this casting. Uh, but ever since you planted Josh Holloway in my head as an option for Joel, like nothing else was going to was going to do it. For yeah. Me. Listen, I'm not mad about Pedro Pascal. No, I'm not either, I think he's going to but... be good. But I wanted Josh Holloway or Nicolas Colster Waldo or however you say that fucking Jamie Lannister. I wanted one of those two dudes so bad for this role that it being neither of them was disappointing, even though he's a good actor. Right. You know, how many super successful TV shows does Pedro Pascal need? 
Exactly. How many times does he have to play murder dad? Like, <laughs> right. uh, that means that I know nothing about this game. So I'm going to go with uh, better than Transformers on the casting. Because why the fuck not? It won't make a difference to me. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I do think at, at its very base level, the plot of Last of Us and the plot of Mandalorian are strikingly similar. Strikingly right. similar. If there was one real reason to be disappointed in the casting, it's only because it feels like this dude is already riding a mountain of success for kind of already playing this character. So <laughs> right. that's it. Um, I got a bunch of trailers. Do we want to do those now or come back later and just Let's hit just, some new things? I don't give a fuck. Whatever you want to do. Okay. Well, it's written this way, so we're going to do trailers next. Love it. Guys, there was a fuck ton of trailers this month. Um, One we probably don't want to talk about, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. We finally got the first quote-unquote real trailer for Zack Snyder's Justice League. This one not set to Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Good joke. Thank you. Great pun. I actually got in an internet argument with someone over this trailer um, because I made a joke about how it doesn't include the Hallelujah, and they're like, he does it because of his it was his daughter's favorite song. And I want to go on record and say that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Zack Snyder uses Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah in every fucking thing he makes. This is no different. Um, yeah, I don't know. Listen, this movie's four hours long. We're all going to watch it, but I am in no way excited for it. I mean, the one thing I thought about this was I've always thought listening to him talk and seeing a lot of his work that Zack Snyder lacked complete self-awareness about himself and his fan base. But man, releasing this on Valentine's Day, like he gets who his people are. He knows yeah. they don't have anything going on. There's not any flowers being delivered. There's no chocolates being eating, eaten. They are playing video games and masturbating bitterly. So <laughs> he get, he put one out for the team. So good for him. Joseph, do you have thoughts? You're the least excited, I think. Of I all am of absolutely the least excited about this. Uh, no, I mean, look, this whole, it, it, I, I don't, I don't know how to describe what kind of bottomless pit of, of, of feeding itself terribleness, this kind of, uh, this, this whole process has been, because it's already, it's already the, the Snyder cut of Justice League is the internet made manifest in reality, <laughs> right, which, right. which is a thing that I already don't think needs to happen. You know what? I think the internet can shout out at once. I think it's best for all of us to ignore it for the betterment of mankind. Uh, but then in the trailer for this internet made manifest, we've got uh, one more of Jared Leto's The Joker backpedaling the damaged forehead pad tattoo, which I, which I uh, take umbrage with. But then also, you know, putting the the we live in a society meme again oh, from the God. internet into into fucking reality, into a goddamn script of, of a real movie that somebody had to fucking say. <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot that that happened. So thank so, you for bringing it back. So up. like, you know, I just like I don't know how fucking deep this rabbit hole goes, but I hate everything about it. And I'm not excited for uh, the people we're pleasing with this, but it's all the people that Hurt was talking about. And I hate them all. Definitely, uh, you know, uh, X-Men Last Stand is off the hook now for I'm the Juggernaut. For sure, bitch. right? This, yeah, this no. is way worse. <laughs> well, hang on a second. Wait, was was X-Men The Last Stand the one by uh, uh, Brett Ratner? Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah, never mind. Fuck it. We can't, let, uh, we can't let it off the hook. It's super canceled. Oh, I, I'm not letting him off the hook. I'm just letting <laughs> that moment, and specifically Vinnie Jones off the hook. Unless Vinnie Jones has raped somebody. Is he yeah, raped God, anybody? It's, you know, it's so hard to say these days. 
<laughs> I'm I'm assuming that he hasn't raped anybody when I said. Well, on the Zack Snyder note, let's just keep rolling with it. He also released a trailer for Army of the Dead, his Netflix zombie film. Oh, shit. I forgot to watch this trailer. Was it good? So here's the thing. I'm a big <laughs> fan of Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead movie. Same. I think yeah, it's a good movie. I think it's one of the best zombie movies of the last 20 years. Same. This feels very much like Dawn of the Dead. I'm actually really looking forward to this film. Did anyone else watch it? Joseph did. You know Jay? what? I did not watch it. Okay, well. We're, we're bad at this, guys. I'm you're so not sorry. good at this job. Uh, this <laughs> is why we don't get paid. Can, can you t- can you tell us any more? Of, is it is it set in the same universe? Is it just like a... I don't think so. So okay. the premise is there was a zombie outbreak in Vegas. And it's like been walled off. And this like elite commando unit is going to go into Vegas to try to rob a casino during a zombie outbreak. And it's got a bunch of fucking famous people in it. I love, um, I love, uh, <laughs> I love that Zack Snyder watched Ocean's Eleven is like, this is yep. fucking rad enough. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's 100% of exactly what happened. Um, it, was, it was definitely like, uh, you know, people love heist movies and they love zombie movies. Wait a minute. It it has a lot. It feels very similar to Dawn of the Dead in the, you know, it just has his like style of zombies that he had in that movie uh, in here. Um, at one point, Chris D'Elia was in this movie, but then he got canceled. So somehow he's no longer in it. Dave Batista's in it. I don't know. I'm going to watch it. It'll be on Netflix in May. Looks fun, in my opinion. Much better than Justice League. I'm going to go on record and say that. Uh, I wish Ian were here because these are the two we would argue about the most. Cruella and Mortal Kombat. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I liked one of these and disliked the other. Ian, and the felt answer the opposite. might surprise you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's start with Cruella. I thought this trailer was a bunch of fun. I thought it was too. You, you and I, man. No, everyone always. else disagreed. Yeah. Jay, who did was, you watch this one? I, I, I did, and I was overcome with ambivalence. Like I, you know, <laughs> I didn't dislike it, but I also. Like there was nothing about it that made me think I was going to watch it. it. You know, not for me and all that jazz. I, uh, I hate the premise of just like regurgitating these movies for live action. So the fact that you want to make a 101 Dalmatians movie and you, but you're going to do it completely different. You're going to involve some of the same characters in a totally different way. I'm on board. It looks fun to me. I mean, I, that's the thing. I don't really understand what this movie is supposed to be about in the sense that like, you know, I don't think it, I, maybe it is. I don't think it's going to be about the 101 Dalmatians. I think it's just going to be about Cruella, but I don't really know what her like. Agreed. Her yeah. fucking deal is. I don't know what her story is, but I like, I like the look of it and I like the tone of it. It's uh, it seems like it gets what it is. I hope it does. Yeah. I heard someone say it's Joker meets uh, Devil Wears Prada. And <laughs> uh, that kind of sold it for me. I, I hate Joker and I don't want it to be like Joker at all. I kind of also want to see how Meryl Strip Meryl Streep gets to where she is in Devil Wears Prada. And that's what I hope this movie is. Uh, I am cautiously optimistic about this film. On the flip side, I thought Mortal Kombat looked like shit. It does look like shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, it's, it's it's from a series of shitty looking movies and stuff. It's just such a silly thing to try to adapt. So I don't I don't know. I don't know if I could say I was disappointed. And I think, well, it, but... see, I know. I think that's exactly the problem. Hurt. I think it doesn't pick one way or the other. Right. I, I think it needs to be more ridiculous or try and make it more into a real movie. Uh, but right, right now, it's just straddling like B movie levels of we'd like to tell a real story, but we don't have the capability to. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
Do you remember I, the I, in, the internet version? Ahead. The internet version where it had like hyper realistic versions of the characters. Like yes. Jack Jax was like an LAPD officer and that's kind of not necessarily what I want it to be, but to Joseph's point, like either go all in and make a realistic, gritty, you know, version or go super, super camp. And like certainly exclusively with Sub-Zero and Scorpion, like they look they they look both at the same time. And I don't I, I, I want you to be one thing or the other. I don't. I don't know. It just doesn't grasp me the way it apparently the Internet is in love with it. But I, yeah, it's just one of those things like with a lot of, uh, you know, I, you know, I was thinking like with The Last of Us, a game that I don't know anything about. I'm often like, what is the point of adapting something like this that is already a story? Mm-hmm. And I've always thought, well, it make more sense to to adapt older games that really have a story that you make up in your head. But then looking at this, I'm like, well, the story I make up in my head when I'm playing Mortal Kombat is more interesting than this story. I mean, it is important to note that like all uh, uh, video games of that era, there is an elaborate amount of lore and backstory yeah. oh, that's in the liner notes of those of those little game packages that nobody <gasps> read. But there, there is a super ex- uh, extensive established lore for the Mortal Kombat universe that I don't know a goddamn thing about. One of my first jobs had a Mortal Kombat 2 machine in the lobby. So I am super familiar with the with the lore because it would, you know, play it in between asking you for a quarter. So, yeah, I I understand that. I just think it's still one where a lot of it's left to your imagination. Yeah. Well, again, because you you, normally you don't you know, it's not part of the story. It's or it's not part of the gameplay. It's just extra stuff that how deep into it you want to go you can find out but um here's a weird thought guys this is specifically for christian and and for her if he has anything to add to it how is it that anime is so fucking good at the tournament arc and just movies and live action just can't fucking do it i think because of time frame is it time frame i think you can't do it in two hours honestly i mean you can make an argument that anime like yu yu Hakusho, god there's like I mean, the whole 300 show is- <laughs> yeah, episodes of tournament three, three seasons or one tournament. Yeah, <laughs> unreal. However, to give it the opportunity and build tension, like you need fights that are successful. I think you need multiple fighters, I think. And to do that in 90 minutes, I don't feel like is enough time. Man, that's a great point. How long do you think this fucking movie is? If it is one second over 90 minutes, that's for fucking sure. insane. Yeah, stupid. That's true. 100%. Everyone is very excited about the fatalities and the fight portion. And look, I will watch it for that reason alone. And it'll be on HBO Max for free for me. However, right. I want more depth than that. Uh, maybe I'm a douchebag, but I, I want it to be a little bit more like Joseph and monster fights. I want a little bit more than just that. <laughs> it it definitely I, I think it, it it should be a series instead of a movie, you know, so you could yeah. have episodes, you know, devoted to each character and stuff, because it's really hard not to just focus on one or two when you do it now. Um, but one more thing on the subject that has nothing to do with this movie. I just wanted to get that at this out there to the world that at one point I was so into mortal Kombat that I had mortal Kombat Velcro gloves without fingertips. 
I hope bro. to God that you still have those. I wouldn't put that I, on the I internet. I just have one of them. And oh, that's a shame. Me. That's <laughs> even better. What the fuck? You're walking around like Michael Jackson, but with Mortal <laughs> Kombat gloves. That's a good point. That's a big point. But I'll have to dig that out. If you're not wearing that the next time we go to Pensacola, I'm going to be sorely disappointed. <laughs> All right. That's enough of that fucking trailer. Constantine, HBO Max, making a new show. Uh, J.J. Abrams producing. Rumor is they would like a person of color to play the lead character and that it will lean more so on horror than it will magic. Whatever. Fine. Sounds good. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a whole lot of good uh, horror Constantine stories, so I, I can see that. Uh, you know, uh, a person of color sounds fine. Fuck, get Elder Elba to do it if he'll come Ooh. back to TV. That would be good. Idris Elba would it's be been so a good. while since we've done an Idris <laughs> Elba casting. Come on, guys. He's kind of disappeared for a while, but he would, you know, he's got the real broody thing down. I feel like if you guys have ever seen the, the show Luther, I feel like it's very much the same character. Oh, yeah. yeah. He wears a tie all the time. Same thing. It is. Shit. We just we we can fan cut this, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Um, uh, I mean, look, I think the, the you know, you guys know uh, I'm a big stand for the uh, for Keanu Reeves Constantine movie. And I think that one is largely more horror than magic. Uh, and I think that works to its advantage. So I'm super game yeah. for that. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I liked the other Constantine show, the one with Matt Ryan that was only like one season. Um, I thought it was pretty good, but I will watch this. We'll get more into JJ later. So I'm saving my thoughts for that. That's fair. Right. Um. <laughs> Sasha Kale, who is a daytime actress, I forgot what show she's on, but Young, cast and, the Restless. Young and the Restless cast as Supergirl and will appear in the Flash movie because apparently that's the only movie DC's making. <laughs> I didn't even know that we were still making that one. Also, hang well, on a second. Am I they crazy? just keep casting new people for it. So I know I'm it's assuming... really I know it's really hard to remember who's canceled anymore. But isn't isn't fucking uh, was it Ezra Miller? Yeah, he, he like he, he canceled. Like, he like he was a woman and dropped her on the ground or some shit. But he was totally canceled. But we've canceled so many people that they just forgot he's canceled. Shit. I remember that video. I usually don't yeah. watch him, but I was like, I hate uh, Ezra Miller so much. I want to watch him so I can hate him more. I mean, it definitely felt like, oh, that's who this guy really is. You no, know, absolutely. <laughs> that's who I, that's who I've always suspected he was <clears throat> in my heart. A lot of times these things happen and it's like, oh, man, that was just a bad day. I mean, that doesn't excuse it, but you should be able to come back from that. But with this guy, it was like, oh, that's who that guy really is. That's always simmering below the surface. Yeah, (laughs) he seems like he's got some anger issues underneath. I mean, whatever. This movie's made by the guy who made the It movies, and those were okay. Um, I just feel like I don't know what I think there was magic wise. Uh, some kind of hex cursed on the Fantastic Beasts franchise because I feel like before that whole thing like was thought into existence, J.K. Rowling was like kind of an- like annoying but not canceled yet. Johnny Depp was not canceled yet, and Ezra Miller was annoying but not canceled yet. Right, yeah, that's a good but, point. But but in rapid succession, they they've all shown true colors. And uh, well, largely felt the backlash. So I, you know, I'm now worried for everybody else in that movie. Jude Law, please don't do anything fucked up. Well, but Hannibal too, man. I love that guy. Yeah. Well, and it's like Eddie Redmayne. Like we before well, no, that, I'm, we I'm, all. I'm, I'm no, ready listen. To, I'm ready to cancel Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, I'll say before that, we were like, oh, this guy might be a good actor. And then after that movie, we kind of went back and retrospective and looked at everything else, and we're like, maybe he's not. Right. That's true. 
uh, also in DC. Oh, but you know, I watched the heartfelt video of that girl getting cast and she seemed really excited for it. And that made me like, be like, Oh, this, this is sweet. I will watch this movie solely for this girl getting her chance to play. Super We're going to watch this movie. solely totally for this agree. goddamn podcast because we have to <laughs> all 26 <laughs> people. Yeah. Uh, blue beetle movie, um, uh, directed by angel Manuel Soto, uh, using, yep. Using the, uh, is it is it is do I pronounce the J in Jamie Reyes or Jaime. Uh, I think it's Jaime. It's Jaime. I think it's Jaime Reyes as well. I don't know anything else besides that. That guy's directing it. It's being made. That's confirmed. Cool. I mean, uh, I mean yeah, that, that version of Blue Beetle is one that I really enjoy. I particularly enjoy him in uh, in Young Justice. It's just kind of a, a fun, goofy dynamic. It's I mean, it's, it's very Venom like now that I'm thinking about it. But I don't know. I, I think there's more fun and and less uh, rote directions that you can go with that story so totally you know uh you know dc needs a good team hero uh I, I, another good uh version of it that's been adapted is on batman brave and the bold uh you know it could be something that actually is geared towards kids except for instead of hot topic dudes in their 30s so i, I like it yeah this guy seemed really excited to uh, bring this character to life uh and i am thankful that it's i don't know i'm just glad we're going with blue beetle like mm-hmm. we don't have to keep doing the four or five big dudes dc has only done so uh let's get let's get on some of those m- more interesting kind of side characters like you're talking about joseph like on young justice while they just keep throwing characters at us like it's it's a really fun way to meet characters you probably wouldn't if you're only experiencing them through whatever DC is putting in the movie theater. Mm. Uh, some other news ish. This isn't like a major major, but I'm including it solely for Joseph. Mm. They announced avatar studios, yep. which is uh, the original guys from avatar are having their own studio where they're going to make spinoffs. The first one being an animated movie. Uh, and I think these are going to be on paramount plus. I'm not entirely sure, but whatever that is. Announced. Hey, if you buy CBS All Access right now and you use the code Paramount Plus, you get 50% off for a year. So that's what I did because I'm not going to pay for CBS All Access on its own. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, look, I mean, you, go ahead. What are you going to say? I, no, this is way off topic, but uh, I'm assuming, uh, uh, Christian, you hated Picard. I still haven't watched it, bro. Oh, you haven't? Okay, because I, I was about to say, he surely watched it by now. And if he hasn't mentioned it, it must have been a crushing blow. No, I, I want to watch my wife hasn't seen the next generation movies, uh, right. which I don't know if that is mandatory viewing, but I'm making it mandatory viewing for her uh, before we do it. And I wasn't going to pay for CBS all access, but it's converting to Paramount Plus in like a week or something. And you could get 50 percent off for the year. So I thought I would do it. And we were, we're going to sit down and, and knock it out, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. But you'll be the first to know when I watch it right on. But anyway, Avatar. Look, you, you guys know I'm a huge fan of uh, of the Last Airbender, and less a fan of uh, Legend of Korra. Just I want to know what happened to the live action one with Netflix. Like, it's still in production. I, yeah, I know, but like the 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 guys left, and now they've created their own thing. And now I'm like, did they leave because they had this other offer? Or did they leave because Netflix is such a bitch to work with? Like, I just I don't know. I, I just kind of want to know. What the fuck the, happened there? The rumor is Netflix Netflix is casting Cora to or not Cora fucking Katara as the older sibling. 
so that they're going to make her the oldest of the three, keep Aang 12, and they're probably going to do Katara Zuko love rather than Katara we, Aang. We can't give in to this kind of bullshit. Come on. I think it's better. I personally exactly. think that's a better that's why story we can't, choice. That's why we can't give in to it. Anyway, god damn it. <laughs> I actually am on the side of Netflix in this decision. I'm like, oh no, that's fucking smarter. Hurt? Are we are we are we playing into your your uh, your little soap brain right now? I mean, yeah, but I mean, honestly, I you know, I I only have a vague awareness of this show. I've watched a few episodes. I recognize that it's good. I just never, I don't know for whatever reason, never dived into it. And uh, but I just, without context, I I love the we can't go in for any of this bullshit. That should be a T-shirt or whatever <laughs> your exact wording was. <laughs> That's, yeah. Uh, but like. I somewhat lament Korra because I feel like it rushed through and and quickly explored, but also kind of overlooked a lot of the opportunities in this universe. I think there's still a huge amount of opportunities in this universe. It's a really like interesting world, uh, both like politically and with the the, the bending and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I I kind of wish we could just ignore Korra just so that we could spend more time on a bunch of like, you know, kind of the industrialization period. I don't know. There's a lot of different options, but it's a cool world. I'm excited to come back to it. And I think animation is, is better for it. So I'm, I'm, I'm game for it. I kind of agree with that. I'm more pro Cora than I think you are, but yeah, gosh, it's just such an interesting world. I don't want them to go into the future. I don't want more Cora stories and I don't want the avatar after Korra, I'd rather go in the past personally, but yeah, who cares? Like, honestly, I don't even need an avatar. You know what I mean? Like, I would be fine if you just told a cool story about some bender. Uh, I think that would be fine. But I think we'll most likely see adult Ang stories. Well, it seems quite probable. Uh, this one, not huge news. Uh, only got two items left, saving the biggest for last, I think. But I'm curious to hear everyone's opinion. We got the name of the third Spider-Man film, Spider-Man No Way Home. Sure. It's fine. You know, <laughs> it's fine. You, you know, the, it kind of sounds like an 80s Seagal movie title. It does very much. But uh, but yeah, no, yeah, sure. That sounds fine. You know, I mean, it does not change whether or not I was going to watch this. I would watch it, whatever they called it. If they called it Spider-Man, no Jay who's allowed, I would still be there. Probably. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I I have been big on the multiverse theories. This doesn't dissuade me from that. Mostly because I don't know how you connect WandaVision, Doctor Strange 2, and Spider-Man. It's apparently like it's its own like trilogy of stories that are all somehow connected. But this could literally mean anything. So I guess we'll see it. You know, we'll see what it's all about when it gets here. But sure, they're sticking with the home theme. <laughs> uh finally. I think probably the biggest news of the month. J.J. Abrams produced Superman movie written by Coates. You coward. I'm not going to say it wrong. Tanahisi. <laughs> Tanahasi. Tanahasi. Close, though. It's not spelled uh, that way, but it's pronounced that way. Look, I think he's a great writer. I'm excited to see what he can do with the character. I'm so fucking done with J.J. Abrams, though. I mean, I'm for at, sure. I'm at my wits end. I mean, you know, gosh, there's so many things to, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do about this. You know, I, I think it was on the podcast that we've talked uh, that Hurt's gone on his whole rant about, uh, you know, white people need to learn the lesson of Superman, not black people. Yeah. And, you know, my, uh, 
my rebuttal to that in our text was that, you know, I, I, I don't think anybody who's helmed the movie in recent years has really understood the lesson of Superman. So I don't think that even if you did a bunch more white Superman stories, you just really get the lesson of Superman anyway. But I disagree with that, with it being written by a black guy. Yeah, I, I'd hope so. You know, that's the thing. You don't know how much interference you get there. But even still, like, what angle do you take this at? It's just, it's such an interesting choice. Like, I love the idea, you know, on on the, the real optimistic side, you know, I think it's really fun for, like, young black kids to be able to, like, go to the movies and see Superman, like, the coolest, most powerful uh, superhero out there. Well, one, make Superman cool again. Uh, but two, and, like, see somebody like them. That's awesome. That's great. Uh, but, like, how are they going to do it? Is it going to be Kal-El? Is he going to have the exact same upbringing? And we just treat it like he's you know the same kal-el but just a different skin color and kind of play the colorblind angle do we like actually acknowledge that you know kal-el would or you know uh, clark would have been treated differently if if you know he had a different skin color in america like i I just don't know like how do you fucking handle this so this is my and i i only want to say this i want to get this in before jay hughes says because jay hughes got the most interesting opinion on the subject i'm sure uh, this is what's the big kind of like asterisks for me about this is they they want to cast a black lead, which is great to the point you're talking about. Like, I think uh, a young black child should be able to go to the theater and see the most powerful superhero look like them. I'm excited for that. What I where I'm nervous about it is if you just do black Clark, Clark Kent, you know, are you going to or is it is it the same story or is it going to be Smallville, but racist? Right. Uh, and and I, I feel I, like I that can like, go the wrong way. I think both can go the wrong way. Yeah. The other side of that is if you do like a Calvin Ellis story and it has nothing to do with how good of a movie it's going to be. I'm just going to be really, really annoyed with Trump Twitter and stuff being like, oh, you just had to make Obama fucking Superman, right, didn't you? Right, and right. that's just going to be unbearable. And that that is going to be so annoying to deal with that it's going to taint the movie as well. And that's not fair. I mean, if it makes you feel better, that's going to happen regardless of whether it's a Calvin Ellis story. Probably or not. not. Well, I mean, there's some direct connotation there with Calvin Ellis, but uh, yeah, I mean, probably, but it's so, it's just, this is such a thin line in my opinion to get it right. Agreed. Uh, It's going to be tough. And it's so interesting. And I I suspect that, that, uh, Hurt's going to jump in here with something similar. Maybe he won't uh, because, you know, I know there is kind of a a precedent for a Superman S character landing in America and having a very different experience because he was, uh, you know, I don't remember if he was uh, brought in by a black family, whatever it was, but icon icon. Yes. Uh, Which I, I understand doesn't have the name recognition of Superman, uh, but I don't know if you'd, you'd try and, and retell a story of, of similar ilk or if, I don't know, I, I feel like that's one, you're introducing a new character if you decide to take it that route, you know, you know if you went the icon route and two, you just, you avoid a lot of the the tricky choices that you have to make when you're readapting Superman as a black guy. I mean, yeah, the thing with the thing with icon is, and I, you know, way back when, when they were talking about, uh, you know, casting, an Asian is Iron Fist. My main opposition towards it was, if you do that, we'll never get a Shang-Chi movie. And one of my few op- oppositions to this is, once you do this, you'll never get an Icon movie. Because not only would there not be a need for DC Warner to make it, but 
there's no way unless you're just going to completely ignore the fact that Superman is black, that you're not going to have to borrow some of the things from Icon. So, yeah. So that to me, that's almost the biggest bummer that could come out of this. First of all, just before I get rolling, I I feel like if you're someone who's legitimately going to be pissed about this, uh, you don't really get Superman and Superman. If he was a real guy, if he heard that Michael B. Jordan was going to play him in a movie, he would probably say that's pretty fucking cool. (laughs) Uh, That said, there just are some things about it that I, you know, I went through this whole, and you guys saw in text, I went through this whole emotions of it. When I first heard of it, uh, you know, I thought Coates, who by the way, up to now, I thought his name was pronounced Tanisha. So I'm, I was way off. We know it's um, recorded on this podcast and I didn't change it. Uh, 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 <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, to be fair, I heard some lady on NPR say that. So it was her fault. But, uh, but you know, I was super excited about it because he's writing Captain America right now. And his take on Cap could really bleed over to a good take on Superman. He has this take of Superman of sort of, I, I mean, of Cap that's sort of, I'm from a different generation. I don't quite get what this sort of movement of today is about, but I know that I should be on board and I'm trying. And I think that would be great if you, if we were doing a white Superman. And if you take that off the table, you can't really do that. It becomes the other side of that, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, also I just, you know, there's all the allegories of, uh, you know, American immigration and the melting pot in the, you know, Superman mythology. And uh, I think 2021 would be a good time to explore that and explore the myth of it. And if it's a white actor, you can do that. I think if it's a black actor, you can't because Superman would then have to always be on the myth side of it on the, on the, he would always know and understand that the story of, uh, you know, American immigration that we have on the side of uh, the statue of Liberty isn't necessarily all it's cracked up to be for everybody. So I do think by going with a black actor, they miss some opportunities for things they could tell, but you know, like, I don't know if these, I mean, not necessarily these two creators, not Terry Abrams and Coates, but this studio and the movies that they've been making, I don't know if they're the guys who are going to give you the black Superman story you want. I think that they, um, you know, their high watermark was kind of, uh, you know, a movie that had a little person hopping for a doorknob for it to try to save his life. And it was played for laughs. They're not, you know, they're not a subtlety crew. So, I mean, obviously, J.J. Abrams has enough clout that he can he can probably roll over him for a lot of decisions. But Coates, I don't I don't, I don't believe so. So I, I have a lot of worries about them going in this direction. But that being said, you know, uh, I'm not opposed to. It. Well, you know, you say that J.J. does have clout, but J.J. has no balls or originality. <laughs> Like, this is the kind of issue that I really take with it is I think Coates can tell a good story. And I I am interested to see his interpretation. But I worry that whatever J.J. or the studio thinks is worth telling will be more offensive than not telling it at all. Yeah, I think think that's that's actually a great point. By, by casting a white Superman, you you have the option to just you know make another generic 
superhero movie, which is, you know, realistically what what Warner Brothers is is okay at making, you know, okay to bad superhero movies. But by by casting a black Superman, you can't there's no way to tell the story where you're not taking a stance and making a right. point. Uh, and by painting yourself in that corner, you then have to make that point. And I don't trust that they will recognize one, that that's the corner that they've painted themselves into. And two, you know, what to actually do once they pick a side. You yeah, know, I, what you said there made me think of a thing from soap operas. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, okay. You know, soap operas pretty early on tried to be inclusive, tried to have, you know, more representation in them and stuff like that. But they aren't, weren't always good at. It. And what they would really run into the problem was is they couldn't decide whether they were, if say you had a, you know, a black character, whether that character was all about being black or not about being black at all. If it was just another person, you know, in the middle of the sort of soapy sudsy stories or someone who only got to do like issue stories. And I think they're going to run into that with this. Is this going to be an, issues movie or is it just going to be a fun movie and which one which one better serves you know uh i I think it's got to be somewhere in the middle but then as you know straddling's not always easy no i mean and and again there are great yeah whatever i i i have no problem with superman being a black guy i just want them to i just want them to to treat it with the respect and delicacy it deserves and i just afraid they're not going to do that that's really what it boils down 100 I, I mean I, I, and yeah i mean exactly to, to my point like at some point they're going to make a decision whether they meant to or not where they have taken a stance about what right. superman being black means and the problem is i don't think jj abrams has made a goddamn stance in his life <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that and that is really the pure issue is name me one thing that jj has made that has carried like yeah stance or even like some form of deeper meaning or reflection on something and he's never done it and it just i don't know what it will look like based on the the movies he makes because i think we're all kidding ourselves by saying he isn't directing this movie right right i don't know yeah, you know it- I mean, also, like, I mean, just in the in the uh, category of having a problem with it or something. In two weeks, we're going to probably get a black Captain America. And I'm fucking pumped about that. Yeah. I think that's a great decision. Uh, you know, I think that's a great decision they went with, you know, that even though in the comic, Bucky is the cap was really the better storyline. I think in the movies, this is going to work better and it's going to matter more. And that's also, I trust those people. I just don't trust these people very much. They've made mostly garbage. But, uh, and by that, I'm not even saying J.J. Abrams. I'm saying D.C. Warner in this phase of superheroes. Yeah, it's not a pairing that gets me excited. And and there's also, you know, there's this part of it that I feel like maybe, there's two things. I feel like part of it's just their whole thing that they've been going on for years is, fuck, maybe this will work. But also, I think it's like, well, we can get credit for this. And, you know, that's fucking cowardly. If you really wanted to get credit, if you really wanted to do something ballsy, fucking make Batman black. Make it make your moneymaker black. Then I'll say, okay, those guys are taking some chances. Those guys are doing something. Idris Elba. Idris Elba is black. (laughs) Batman is great. Because really, if you think about it, all Batman is, is just a fucking rich white guy who thinks he knows better. That's a concept that needs to be shaken up. I will say this. I, I 
I think I'll be more okay with it, more on board with all of it. If you don't do an origin story, because like you kind of, Jay, you kind of mentioned earlier, like if it's just a fun Superman movie with, uh, you know, a black guy as, as the role, then, mm. you know, I don't know that it affects the story at all. I feel right. like the, you know, like it, 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 it's when you really get to the root of who Superman is and where he came from that I could see you trying to tell a story. And even if you mean well, which I think they will mean well, will still end problematic. I would be totally fine if you just made a fun superhero Superman movie where he's fighting Brainiac or some shit. Right. And he's a black guy. That is totally fine with me. I yeah. just the question comes back to is the point you're trying to tell. Are you telling it in a manner that it deserves? And I, you know, if they do a great job, then I will be fully on board. But I just I'm I will, I will, putting I will, myself my in the will be knocked off if that happens. Yep. Uh, you know what? I, I Honestly, you saying that just talked me into something. They should just Hamilton this shit. Yes. Everybody should. Yes. Be, girl Lex Luthor, you know, gay Perry White. Just see, like, everything should be. It shouldn't matter what the person is. It should just be the part in the story. Yeah. I think that's the way to go, personally. But no one's uh, asking me. I, I was going to say, another thing I was thinking about this, going back to an earlier thing. This can't be seen as anything but a but a vote of no confidence to to Zack Snyder's Justice League. Like they're recasting Superman before that shit's even out, and they've seen if it's a success. So I mean, that has to say that Warner does not have a lot of faith in what they've seen. Man, that that already ascribes more intention to any of their projects than I ever think that they have. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, I think they're just done with that guy. I personally like he wanted to do like a comic book sequel or prequel story or something. And they were like, no, fuck you. Like you're getting this and only this. And it's right. just to make the Internet shut up. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. We talked about that for a long time. Yeah, we did. I, I have a thought that I, I'm not going to keep in the podcast. That's just for you guys, because I thought it was interesting. <laughs> uh, it's, it's occurred to me that by and large, Warner Brothers has had a much larger conservative tilt seemingly for you know as far as the movies they produce whereas marvel is obviously much more of a, a liberal tilt right which i mean it informs a lot of these choices including our hesitation about you know the the superman movie but <coughs> i you know i mean I, didn't one of trump's evil stevens come from the uh come from the yes. warner brothers yeah yes I don't, one of the weird looking stevens i don't remember which one but I mean, you know, we got we Stephen got... Munchen is a, is in the credits for Batman versus Superman. <laughs> yeah, he did. That's who it is, yeah. right. But I mean, the, the you know the Chris Nolan movies have definitely a more subtle but conservative message. I think you know Zack Snyder and what's his fucking face from Suicide Squad uh, <coughs> are are absolutely of of that tr- Twitter troll ilk kind of group of people that aren't necessarily. I don't think they're necessarily you know. Trump people, but uh, are are definitely out down with this kind of PC culture that we're living in now. Right? Yeah. Uh, you know the the they're the, Joe Rogan listeners. Sure. Yeah. The <laughs> least conservative shit that they've made are still like I would say super unadventurous movies in like Wonder Woman and fucking uh, Shazam. Right. Uh, so I, I don't know. That's just that's an interesting note to me. I mean, you know, kind of. I feel like the inherent part of conservatism versus progressivism is conservatism. You want things to say exactly the same progressivism. You're kind of embracing change. But it's interesting to me that 
you know, I think the success from Marvel has has gotten is because they have very well adjusted to the times, whereas you know DC is you know still trying to make one movies that that uh, right. uh, you know were made decades ago now uh, right get the same success or you know movies that have messages that that don't I don't know don't resonate the same with with yeah. the majority audiences. of audiences yeah. So anyway, I don't know if that's Wait, worth keeping in because it's it's more than we usually get into it. But it just occurred to me I, when we were talking about it. I think it's worth keeping in. But I, 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 one thing I do want to disagree with you said that the Nolan movies were sort of stealth conservative. I feel like I feel like Dark Knight was, but like Dark Knight Rise. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Sla- <laughs> yeah, that shit slaps you in the dick. In the face of Barry <laughs> Goldwater's dick. I mean, that shit. It is not subtle at all. That's a real old reference. That is. <laughs> Uh, I almost went with Ayn Rind, but I felt like that was no. I, Barry Goldwater is fantastic. No, no that's yeah. perfect. Now, now uh, I have to keep it in just for that. I, you know, it's funny you say you comparing it to Marvel. I saw a tweet this week that was the you know what is grief but love persevering uh, that's going around. It was what is WandaVision but military propaganda persevering? And I was like, are we watching? This is like very much the military or the bad guys in this show. But apparently if your character in this case, Monica Rambo has any affiliation and they give somewhat good uh, attributes to that person, it counts as military propaganda is what I learned. But um, fuck off. Yeah. But it was interesting because I it made me really sit down and think about, you know, kind of the Marvel Universe's opinion of the military industrial complex. And even from Iron Man one, that has been a constant theme of, hey, this exists. We can still accomplish similar goals outside of that. Um, That's kind of the central theme of Civil War in a lot of ways. Uh, But uh, I hadn't really made the comparison, but you're right. It seems like the movie's are made for two different audiences and now we know which one is much bigger than the other <laughs> man you know if if i had titled this episode or if somebody had told me about an episode where uh three white guys with beards sit down and argue about black superman for 30 minutes i wouldn't be surprised but i still hope people listen to it because it's probably a little different than you expect it to be i hope it is i mean we are definitely not the only three white guys arguing about this on the internet. Hundred percent. I, I, I hope this wasn't as dumb as it gets. I hope so too. Anyway, well, that's it for fucking February news. God, much longer than we anticipated. Yeah. How much? How much longer do we have to wait for the Zack Snyder bullshit? I think it's in two weeks, man. Oh, I think fuck. it's in all right. Two all right. Fridays. <laughs> I got. I got to prepare myself in advance. Four hours. Four. Four hours, hours and one minute. Because he <laughs> just had to fucking do it. That's just like the most sex. One minute of that is just hallelujah. I swear. <laughs> I hope one hour of it is. You know what? Just it, fuck it. Let's dig in. It's Jesus imagery and fucking hallelujah. That's it. That's all that guy makes. People with their arms out wide like they're on a cross and Leonard Cohen talking about biblical boning. Yeah. That's all that guy makes. <laughs> anyway, on that note, what have you been watching this past two weeks, guys? So I have stuff to talk about and I'm really excited, but I'm not quite done with it yet. And I want to wait till I'm finished. Okay. Cause you guys are going to love it. I'm sure. Okay. So the only thing I'm going to talk about is because Daft Punk has decided to call it quits, which right. by the way, dumb decision. Like you, no one knows who you look like. Just get new dudes. Right. Uh, I saw, 
I saw someone say dread pirate Roberts this shit. And that's 100 percent what you should do. It's just like the dread pirate Roberts. It's whoever also, you want it to fucking be. If they don't like each other, they do all this shit on computers. They don't even have to see each other. Agreed. Agreed. The the uh, the like the announcement video, which is one that just they're walking through the desert and one yes. just stops walking. It's fucking eight minutes long. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I don't know. You had a different reaction to it because I loved it. I was like, this is how every band should break up. <laughs> it's the most Daft Punk thing I've ever seen. And what I'm going to talk about is the second most because I rewatched Interstellar 5555. Yeah. Right. Um, maybe being 12, it's not as fucking weird as it is being 32. But <laughs> man, this is... Not like bizarre in like bizarre in the way anime can get. But the general plot of this is a music producer somehow hires alien pirates to kidnap alien band to make hit music here on Earth. And I want to know how you sell that. Like it's it's just oh, and we're going to do it to hit tracks of an electronic band that's about as popular as an electronic can band can be but still only about 42% of the earth know they exist. <laughs> right, right. And we're going to show it on a kids network weekly for six weeks on a time slot where only 12% of that network's viewers watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just such like a bizarre thing that exists, uh, but you can watch all of it on YouTube. And if you like Daft Punk songs like me, you probably have a good time though. You'll wish there was some words. Right. Sure. Sure. That's it. It's occurred to me, have has Daft Punk ever done a collaboration with uh, the Gorillas? No, that would be too good to be true. Yeah, right. right. They and chose Pharrell instead. <laughs> it seems intentional because both of them are always collaborating with somebody. Yeah, for sure. That's what, exactly what I was thinking. Anyway, um, what you know, I, I I'm trying to think what was the what was the patient zero of putting anime in music videos? I feel. Uh, the, Go ahead. The oldest one I can remember is Matthew Sweet's girlfriend, but I feel like it has to go back further than that. Yeah, I don't I don't know. You know, the close this to me is probably the first time I saw it that I remember. Um, right. The only time I've ever enjoyed it was that one Linkin Park song. <laughs> right. Meteora. I don't even right. remember which one it was, but uh, right. it's not something that, in my opinion, has been a created a lot of hits, but about every five to eight years somebody tries it right. and what it, it definitely doesn't necessarily make a hit but it makes a very specific group of people suddenly fans of that band if they've never heard a music a note of their music before yeah that's true but that's all uh, i got unless you got other, you guys have other strong opinions about daft punk ranking up <laughs> right. um yeah uh you know this week i Man, this is the week I decided I'm fucking sick of shows. I I I I'm I'm I don't want any more shows. I'm sick of having to you know oh this show is great you have to watch but you have to watch ten episodes to get a story and then at the end of the ten episodes turns out you got to watch it five years to get a story. <laughs> I'm just the fucking the fucking golden age of television is on my nerves. I want some one and done shows to come back that aren't in the fucking genre of crime investigation we got that shit covered um you know i want something else uh my gold standard is sunny sunny's one and done but it still has a lore and it's much more fun 
I think to talk about something like that, where you're sort of helping to invent the lore than just watching a novel on television. So I don't know that's that that made because I, I just had a lot of everybody, oh, this show's good. You should watch this. Oh, that show is good. You should watch it. And I just decided this week, and I'm not watching any new shows for a week. So that that being said, I don't know what I'm gonna do with this segment right here. <laughs> You know, I mean, usually. I mean, hurt. You've reminded me. You've you've heard. We've we've definitely at least once on this podcast gone into my rant about the age of pretty good TV. Because right. I don't believe we're in the golden age of television. Right. I believe the golden age of television died with whatever season Game of Thrones got bad at. Well, I, I should say we're still following the format of the golden age of television. No, for sure. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which is a TV show is a novel, and I you know. I think that's a good option, but I'm sick of it being the only, only option. Hundred yeah. percent. You know. know so. Well, uh, can can I suggest to you, Hurt? You know, there's a bunch of anime out there that's, <laughs> that's one season, and the whole story is meant to be one season. And it's beautiful. <laughs> I uh, maybe this is where you get me on board. I hope so. One day. I don't know. I don't know if anyone on this podcast is familiar or listens to the Derek Diamond podcast, which is basically the cleaner, more professional version of our show, also right. produced here in Pensacola. But Derek recently did an episode about what is a better format for telling a story, movies or TV shows. And I texted him and was like, bro, you're wrong on both miniseries is the best way to tell a story something that's six to eight episodes in length and is one fucking season and you let you give like emotional moments time to breathe but you also you got to keep it snappy you're not getting 36 40 60 100 episodes to tell a story you're getting eight and uh i personally think this is one of the things that hbo has figured out post game of thrones like the night of fucking Watchmen. like there's a lot of good just uh, the Queen's Gambit on Netflix, fucking six episodes. Right. You can you could do it in two days, and it's great. Um, I don't need a second season. Just give me six to eight hours of good entertainment, not four hours of Justice League, but right, right. this. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a strong argument. Watchmen is a good example of that. And you know, I you know, I was going to say my one exception to this no new shows this rule is probably going to be the Marvel shows. But so far, it seems like they're they're looking to be more mini series than series. Although I guess we'll find out that for sure next week at the end of Wandavision. Yeah, well, I mean, that's actually you, fuck. You know what? You brought me to another good good point. Uh, that's one of the really clever things about the Marvel series that they can do that you can't do with a normal mini series. So in the normal Hollywood machine that runs all the shit that we like to watch you know mm. they want to make shit that we watch but they want to make it because they want us to give them our money uh, right so, so the problem with a mini series is it's got a, a built-in end where the money stops right yeah uh, and so you know mini series are great if they're critically acclaimed you know whatever uh but definitely the money is going to be in like your fucking uh 13 14 season shows that you know uh just go on forever because you can keep may using the same people uh, and bring back the same audience over and over again for years. Uh, but that's kind of one of the brilliant fucking things about the Marvel series is because the characters are established and the universe is established. You don't necessarily need to see exactly the same characters. You can just kind right. of mix and match. So you can tell a specific story about a specific set of characters that has a beginning and an end. 
and then remix and match some different characters in a different TV show, and you still pull in the same audience because they already know all the other shit yep. from the movies and the other TV shows. So fuck, that's brilliant. That's a great. That's a, a <laughs> right. really right. interesting. Well, it's like the perfect example of what you're saying is Wandavision. It's no, one it episode. It's one season that's tying directly into Doctor Strange 2 and Spider-Man 3. Like they got us hooked on Disney Plus with the fucking show. And then they're going to make us show up in the movie theaters and keep watching it. And it's it's going to be a totally different format with different characters, but loosely connected. And we're going to recognize all of it. And so it's going to scratch the same itch, but allow them to tell, you know, a condensed story in the TV show. Smart. Yep. Very yeah. smart. So is that all you got? That that's all I got. Oh Beautiful. no, you know, before I gave up on TV shows, I, I finally finished Fargo season four, better than Transformers. Sweet. Uh, I don't have anything really new. Uh, just just all all of my winter anime shit is slapping so hard. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, <laughs> Wonder Egg Priority, and Attack on Titan are all fabulous. Uh, animation uh, is is iffy on on both Attack on Titan and Jujutsu Kaisen by the same studio. I suspect they spent more of their time on the action episodes and less time on the talky episodes. Fine with me. I don't give a fuck. Uh, so I'm going to spend my time instead talking about a board game. <laughs> Great. Uh, just because I was on vacation and it's a board game that I was introduced to years ago that I'm pretty sure like only eight people have. It's called Chess 4. And it's it, 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 if you watch Queen's Gambit and then you started to play chess and you realize chess is really hard and you're bad at it, and you didn't want to do it anymore. You should get Chess Four because it's it's a, a game where it's a, essentially four people play chess at the same time. It's it's the board is substantially larger and the the pieces are set back kind of in their own little home bases. The rules of like where the pieces can move are the same, but the big interesting part I think is kind of the game theory aspect of it uh, because the the way you you play it is. If you checkmate one of the other armies, one of the other four armies, you get all of their uh, remaining pieces on the board and their turn. So there's substantial incentive to not allow somebody to do that, but you still right. also want to remove other people from the board. So there's a lot of like, it's somewhat chess tactics and you definitely have to like pay attention. But even if you're bad, you kind of get saved by other people who don't want other people to get, you know, someone else to get your army. Uh, so it's a really fun game. And I, I, learned about it years ago at one of my previous offices and I bought it and nobody would play it with me. And I finally got to play it on my <laughs> vacation and it fucking rocks. I love it so much. So chess. So what you're saying is when it. you had a captive audience, you finally made some people. hundred percent. Yeah. Good. But yeah, that's it. Uh, what do we say was coming out next week? One. I think it's the end of WandaVision. Oh yeah, no, it's the, end, it's the end of WandaVision. Mm -hmm. Fuck. Yeah. We're yeah. definitely gonna talk about that. So we'll, we'll save that. The last two episodes. We'll just, we'll just do a big finale thing. Three episodes, I believe. I think yeah. we've missed. We well, missed, yeah, we, we've, we've had missed, two since we've, we've aired. We've missed two, and then it'll be the next yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk about all the shit that's happened, all the the little nods and Easter eggs, which have definitely been been more. I think as the the episodes have gone on, definitely. And yeah, probably where we think this story will go and how it'll impact the Marvel Cinematic and Television Universe, I guess now at large. So uh, join us next week for that. Uh, well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, please rate, subscribe, tell people about the podcast. Uh, if you have any thoughts about the J.J. Abrams, Ta-Nehisi Coates, Superman, and we didn't cover them, please send them in. I really, I genuinely want to hear them, and I will be happy to read them out for you. 
You guys are racist as fuck. I'm, I'm excited about it. Please do. <laughs> if, uh, yeah, if you want to tell us how racist we are, you can uh, reach us at realphoniesgmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at realphonies and on Instagram at real underscore phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for our and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later. Later. <laughs>